0: Hello and welcome to the Q York podcast, brought to you from our local church in the beautiful city of York in the UK. The message you're about to hear is from one of our services, which also feature great live music and relevant movie clips. These can all be found on our blog, so to make sure you're getting the full experience, feel free to head over to qyork.co.uk and select blog to find the relevant content. There's also a huge selection of talks and live music videos on our media page, as well as a donate button if you'd like to show your appreciation and enable us to keep producing free content like this. Finally, to stay up to date on new blogs and events at Q, you can sign up for emails by filling in your name and email address at the bottom of any page on the website. But right now, it's time for the message.
1: I hope you've had a good couple of weeks. Last week, I was with my sister, and she lives on the side of a mountain in the Pyrenees in France, which is as absolutely beautiful as it sounds. Um, and you know the psalmist said, I lift up my eyes to the hills, I get why. <laughs> because you have all of this stuff going on and then you look out the window and the snow mountains you're like, we're okay. And perspective is a really good thing and I hope that what you're going to get this morning by being here is a, is a moment of truth to perhaps lift your eyes up and just see something from another perspective that will help you with whatever the realities are facing you and the realities that are facing us here at Q. Now Rob is speaking this morning. We're delighted to welcome Rob and his wife Lindsay. We're so pleased. I'm so thrilled Um, and I do do believe he's got some stuff to say to us this morning because I've seen some headlines but more than anything um, he's been invited to speak because of the support who he's been behind the scenes over the last few months. And I think we've not had masses of contact, but the contact we've had and the reaching out has been so authentic and so kind and so insightful. And I love that he valued what was The Rock. I love that he's valued Ant's ministry over the years and has kept in touch. And to reach out to a church in transition when he knows what we've lost and what we're trying to find a way to, I can't thank you enough for that kindness, and you're really, really welcome here today. So, I want you to listen to what he's got to say, but I also want you to really um, honour that and know that, that he's been um, a friend to us, and I think both of you are going to stay friends to us, because they have got an apartment now in York, so they'll be visiting regularly, and I'm absolutely thrilled. So. We're gonna start with a clip and then it's gonna be over to Rob and we may share some reflections um, next week, but the rest of this morning is his. So thank you so much. Thank you.
2: Hello. Thanks for a very generous welcome. It's very funny being up here. I've never been up here, but in the days of York Assemblies of God, I used to sit behind that pillar (laughs) when Anth was on the piano there a long, long time ago. So, I am a bit from round here, uh, but not for a while. And if you look at me, by the way, I've only worn that twice, so don't be alarmed. But you you might look at that and think, what is this person from London, apparently connected to the Church of England, doing here? And what has he got to say to us? And that will be a good question that I have asked myself. (laughs) However, if you were to look closely at that picture and if you were to know some of the people who were in it, every single person on that picture would be rejected by the background that I came from, for one reason or another. Every single one of them wouldn't be allowed to do what they're doing in there. And so there's something in my journey that's been in parallel with your journey. So I come as an outsider to your journey, but I've, I've watched it. And in fact, on a roof in New York in 2018, I found Q Church online. And that was the start of the connection that I've had that you've probably never seen, but it was very very important to me at the time and continues to be. And so the main reason I'm here is actually none of that. In May of last year, for reasons that I cannot explain, God put Q Church into my heart. And I know that's clumsy language, and it sounds very cliched, and I'm embarrassed to say it, but it's just true. And you've stayed there, and that's led me to being here today. I can't explain it. It was actually really inconvenient. (laughs) (laughs) I was going through quite a tough time with my kids. I was completely overworked, and all of a sudden I felt this connection take hold of me, And in some ways that made it all the more real because it was not something that I wanted. Anyway, so that's why I'm here. And whatever I say today, and of course you are more than free to disagree with every word of it because that's what you're about and that's important. (laughs) But do know that it comes from that place. Uh, So it doesn't come from anywhere else, whatever you think of it. So the clip's very dramatic, isn't it? It's, I could feel the emotion of just watching the clip. Because sometimes you have to leave the place that you've called home because it doesn't support life. And I don't know if you've seen Interstellar, it's the everyday story of a farmer who was a NASA pilot um, who has to try and find a new planet because Earth is deteriorating. And in that scene, it's the moment that he has to leave home. And on the one hand, it's a really obvious thing to do, because the Earth can't last, and he's one of the few people who can do something about it. But on another level, this terrible pain involved in leaving the place called home, and there's misunderstanding. Did you see the look on his father's face? There's misunderstanding, there's criticism, and there's loss. So even when it's obvious that you have to do it, it's not an easy thing to do. Maybe we could have the next slide. And if ever there was a leaving journey, It's the leaving journey of Q Church, and I I do think your legacy of breaking the ice will live a much bigger life than this community, as important as this community is. I think that legacy is gonna help many, many people in the way that it's already helped me. And if you think the talk could have done with a little bit more prep, Quite a lot of the reason was trying to get that cube church thing <laughs> on the front of the ship. <laughs> it did take quite a lot of time that I could have spent probably more wisely. And the truth is not very many communities could have made that journey. And Anth, I didn't know he was going to be here, but I'll, I'll embarrass him, which is actually not as hard as I thought it was gonna be, because I can't really see anyone. (laughs) You know, Anthe is one of the most prophetic leaders of a generation. And Chris, with her extraordinary creative energy, um, the two of them have enabled you to make that journey in a way that very, very few groups of people could have managed. And it's a huge, huge thing. Yeah. Could we have the next slide, please? I've been on a little version of the same journey. I had things happen in my life, and I just just got to a point of extraordinary unease with all the things that I'd called home for a very long time, and not just called home. I'd been a leader. I'd been perpetuating that sense of home, and eventually, I couldn't live with it myself. And this is an excerpt from some journal thing I had to write, but I put everything back on the table. And I asked the question, why did I believe it, and whether I still should. Now I'm still in that process, and I know you're in that process, and I expect that process to continue for the rest of my life. But look at the date. It's 2018, of course, the year in which Q Church um, started uh, to publicize its journey. Of course, your journey started before that, and so did mine. But that's why it's felt a bit parallel. And when I found you, when I found you on the roof New York, (laughs) connecting back to old York, that's why it felt so very significant. So I worked it out by doing a degree in theology, and I'm still studying theology. And of course, in itself, that's nothing. But for me, it was an outlet. It was a way of trying to think through where I was in faith. Strangely enough, at the same time, the church that I'm part of, which on the surface, and you've already seen On the surface, it could not be more different looking. But underneath, it subscribes to the more beautiful gospel that you talk about. And it's a place of extraordinary diversity, a way that somehow you feel. You feel when you're in it. There's something very special. And so you were doing your journey. I was doing my journey with Lindsay a long, long way away and the church that we're now in, in London, was doing a journey of its own, and they're all somewhat in parallel. Could I just have the next slide, please? Of course, we're not the first people to do leaving journeys, and the Bible provides a very clear narrative of a leaving journey, a painful, problematic, Difficult journey. And so we already have something provided to us that looks as challenging as the things we have been through. Could I have the next slide, please? But here's my sense, and this is why this is where you might part company with me. My sense is that. Q Church might be at the end of the beginning certainly not at the beginning of the end I can remember Anth because in in a way that sounds creepy when you're up here but of course I listen to most of the talks so I know things that you wouldn't expect me to know and I've followed as much as I can I remember Anth saying in in one of his last talks here that the the work of deconstruction was essentially complete and there wasn't much left uh, to go at. From afar, I think that is true. And it doesn't mean the end of the whole journey. And I don't think it means the end of icebreaking either. But there is a point at which deconstruction has to be followed by the Reconstruction of something, and that's a different leg of the journey. This is written in very convoluted language, but I do think there's something uh, resonant in it. Any movement must either advance or decay. There's no standing still. The effort to repeat the past while holding the present at bay leads to decadence. The vitality and zest that were of the essence of the worth of the past are lost. What remain are only dying forms. The present of Q Church, I think, is different to the past of Q Church. You can't lose someone as significant as Anth and it be the same. And by the way, those transitions happen, of course they happen, and they should happen, they're right to happen. It's not like something's gone wrong, but I think if you pretend it's the same afterwards, you're trying to keep the present at bay, and that leads to decline, and it can lead to just the form of the old thing. And I I remember Jenny's um, icebreaker with the fairground around it. I thought that was a terrifying picture, of the future and something to be rejected. So, maybe it's the end of the beginning. And if so, what's next? Well, what's immediately next is me coming back down (laughs) and a song. (laughs) Doesn't look that good, does it? I remember Anth talking about next and I'm gonna talk about next as well. But sometimes you don't go straight into next. Sometimes you spend a bit of time in the void or what I've called the liminal space. Now you might have heard the word liminal before, but I hadn't. Uh, so I've learned it especially for this. Uh, but a liminal space is like, if you think of a physical liminal space, think hallway, lobby, that kind of thing. In fact, if we go on to the next, if we go on to, there we go. That's a liminal space. It's a transitional space. You've been somewhere, and you're going somewhere, and you pass through it. And it is my sense that Q Church is in the liminal space. And sometimes resources are low. Some damage has been sustained, doubts arise. The return home is not possible, even if it was desirable. And the future's unknown. And it's a time for improvisation, creativity, backup power manual control and leveraging things from the outside, they were using the force of the black hole to pull them. Just have the next slide. But there's a sense of liminal space that's not physical. It's liminal space in time and I've been referring to it. It's the time between what was and next. And there's even, because there's a theology of everything, there's even a liminal theology. But I do like this quote, a willingness to act within the risk of faith. This is a faith that acts not with an assured confidence, but with a searching doubt, where God's activity is not restricted to either the past or the future. I have been a purveyor of faith that acts with an assured confidence. I've been that person. But more often now, I'm a person who is trying to act within the risk of faith, with a searching doubt. And I think in these transitional spaces that I think you're in, that Q Church is in, it's doubt as much as assured faith that actually in the end pulls you through it. Liminal spaces tend to be a bit austere, a bit minimalist, in nature. Could we just have the next slide? And usually there's some decisions to make in the liminal space, but the problem is knowing the questions can take time, let alone knowing how to answer the questions, and I think that's just a process that can't be rushed. Because we can all make up a question and an answer. Does Q Church need a new leader? Yes, let's go find one. There's one. But Jenny's talk from a couple of weeks ago about complexity, I think, is wise counsel. Because we can all shortcut to the wrong answer very, very quickly. And in the liminal space, we need to allow the questions to percolate up and become clear, and then get a sense of what the answer might be. Can we just have the next one? And in that period, maybe the song of Q is a bit more acoustic, because there aren't the same resources for a while. Still the same song, but maybe a bit more stripped down in this transitional period. And by the way, I don't think the liminal space is all peaceful and zen. I mean, think back to the clip, it's pretty frantic trying to survive. I think in the liminal space, we contend for our next. It's not, it's not automatic, we have to fight for the next thing. And so it's often a very active time. I remember going up in a glider. Lindsay bought me this glider experience. And uh, firstly, there were questions as to whether I was too heavy to go in it. Uh, but it turned out the pilot was really small. So between the two of us, we're okay. I'm a bit thinner now than I was then. But I was up in this glider. It was a really windy day. And it, you know I said to him, I just love the peacefulness of it. He said, this is very deceptive. He said, you have no idea what it takes to keep this thing in the air when the wind is not as strong as it is now. And the liminal space requires effort. Effort to secure a next. And therefore, maybe some things are unplugged because the resources are diverted elsewhere. There's a bit of filling in to do. So they're in that damaged spacecraft and they use the gravitational pull of the black hole to get her, but only her, to the planet. He doesn't tell her that there's only resources to get her there. He falls into the black hole and some weird stuff takes place. He ends up in a five-dimensional bookcase. Which I know is quite a common experience for most of us. <laughs> talking to himself. But anyway, um, he ends up, he ends up on a space station, which is that funny circular thing. And on it, they've recreated some sense of the old home. She is on that planet on her own, but she takes her helmet off and she can breathe, she's got oxygen. I think these are two alternative endings for next. So after the liminal space, and just think about this, Jesus is baptised. He spends 40 days in the wilderness, in the liminal space, and then he performs his first miracle. Moses messes up his calling, spends 40 years in the liminal space as a shepherd before Exodus. David is anointed king and spends 15 years living in caves, trying to stay alive before he becomes the legitimate king. But there's always a next, and I believe with all my heart that there's a next coming for Q Church. But I think the type of next matters, and I have no idea what it's going to be, but there's some things about it that I hope it is, and I hope it isn't. we just have the next slide. Next is not about the old home without the bad bits. The recreated house that was too clean. Had the pictures of people running, talking very sentimentally about the past. I don't think that's the right next. The alternative ending is to somewhere uncertain, it's undeveloped, but you can breathe there and it has huge potential. Just to amuse you for a minute, if you read some of the social media on Interstellar, people are very upset. Who built those pods that you see at the end? Now, they're quite prepared to believe that someone goes through a wormhole to Saturn and spends time in a five-dimensional bookcase, but the thing that's really bothering them is who built those shelters at the end. (laughs) Time to get out more for some people. This is not next for any of us, I don't think, is to try and recreate our old home, but just a bit better. Could we have the next slide? Next is a new place with oxygen and unexplored potential. I think that's the right next. It's a bit daunting. It's a bit lonely. It's a bit bleak at times, but I think it's the only thing with air to breathe, and it's the only thing with authenticity, which I know is right at the center of Q's quest. Next slide, please. I think this is interesting. Reconstruction of faith doesn't happen automatically. As we name the old paradigms that aren't working for us, that's the deconstruction. We also need to be able to clearly identify and test new paradigms. What I have loved is hearing those of you who speak from here testing new paradigms, bringing new thinking having a dialogue with one another about it. I didn't get anything out of that, but I love that. For me, this is the testing of the new paradigms as to what next may have underpinning it, because you you don't get reconstruction just at the end of deconstruction. There is something to build that comes after, and deciding what that is is something you do in the liminal space and is something big. We have the next. This, I think, is very challenging for all of us because it's very easy to be defined by what we've rejected. And you can get out of Egypt but find that there's too much of Egypt left in you. And if we could do the next slide... Here's a good example. We've all done this, and no know you've done it too. No dogma is what we say. Dogma is an absolute assertion. No dogma is an absolute assertion. So no dogma is a dogma. What we've done is we're standing here, and we've pivoted 180 degrees, but the problem is we're still standing in the same place. And of course, everyone knows what that means, and we all agree with it. But it's so easy to express our new sense of things in the old paradigm because it's just in us. It's in us and it's really hard to get out. So we need to find a new place to stand. And that one on the right, we believe in divine reality. Our grasp of it is limited, subjective and fallible and we discover it together and with the Spirit's help. That's a different paradigm. I'm not suggesting you should agree with it. That's a paradigm called critical realism. It's a different different thing. It's an ism. Be careful. It's an ism. Uh, But it's it's a different place to stand. And I think as you discover next, as you explore in the liminal space, as you're here every week talking about what's important in your journey, You need to get as far out of Egypt as you can before next happens. We just have the next slide. See, the Israelites eventually crossed the Jordan into their next. The biblical books go Exodus, Joshua. That's the historical sequence. And as soon as they crossed that river into their next, there's a whole new adventure. I would suggest that adventure is actually more demanding than the leaving um, adventure in some ways. They face a lot of opposition. There's a lot of ambiguity. They're not quite sure what to do half the time. However, progressively, they possess a new future, bit by bit. Together, they find a new future. And My hope and belief is that Q is going to cross into its next at some point and and possess a new future. I'm willing to play my own tiny part in that, but that's not what's important. What's important is that you, together, decide to contend for that future, wait for the next, fight for the next, and go into the next stage of Q Church so that the important and unique song of this community can be perpetuated. I think it's unstoppable. And that's the song we're gonna sing.
0: Thanks for listening to another Q York podcast. Now, if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, then we would love to hear from you. Feel free to drop us an email to info at qyork.co.uk and let us know who you are and where you're listening from. Don't forget there are blogs and all sorts of media to be enjoyed at qyork.co.uk, which you're welcome to browse at your leisure. Until next time, enjoy the quest.